Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hi, hello, sports fans. Dave Damashek here, and uh, guess who's sitting exactly six feet away from me? Adam Carolla. And uh, we're both here to let you know your favorite Adam Carolla show segment now has its very own feed. Well, what about the injuries? And I go, that's fine, but what about being a f- your whole life? <laughs> we know the real reason so many people tune into the Adam Carolla show. So let's give the people what they want, Ace. I've seen pictures of him in Russia with a shirt off, and he looks he looks pretty chiseled. <laughs> Enjoy all the good sports segments together in just one place. Make sure you subscribe to Good Sports, available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms. I don't want anything to do with performance enhancing. Just, you know, being a hero, you mm-hmm. know? That's what I'd like. Anything to add, Ace? No. Okay. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Yep, we're still here on this Wednesday. It's hour one, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, Paulie and I in the Man Cave, Seaton at his house, McLovin at his place in Brooklyn, Fritzy at his house in Connecticut as well. Glad you're part of the program in whatever way you want to be part of it. You can email, you can dial us up, you can tweet if you like, you can do all the above. Want to thank the nearly 90,000 who voted for uh, the first two days of Meat Madness. Pretty impressive. We got more Meat Madness songs to bring to you, the Carolina region. That'll be coming up a little bit later on in the program. Let me run down the guest list here because we got uh, Bruce Arians, Tampa Bay head coach, Anthony Grant from My Dayton Flyers, Katie Ledecky, the uh, five-time gold medal winner, uh, the Olympic swimmer, and he played Kevin from The Office, Brian Bumgardner, Fifteen years ago this week, The Office debuted. We thought it would be nice to have Brian on to take a trip down memory lane. Have a poll question, play of the day, a couple of stats of the day as well. And we'll hear from Tom Brady coming up here in a moment. Carolina Panthers released Cam Newton yesterday, and it was a move that we expected. But, you know, you have that 30-year-old talent, and you're not quite sure what you have. But the Panthers moved on. They're in a rebuild. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater. And you go back to Cam when he was drafted number one overall in 2011. And just like the 2012 number one overall pick, Andrew Luck, they both had some uh, tough injury histories here. You got a foot injury. You also have the shoulder injury. But uh, Cam's eager to play. He posted on Instagram yesterday. He's free and hungry. Former league MVP. When he's healthy, he's great. And I think that's why the Carolina Panthers decided to move on. That owner said, hey, let me know when he's healthy. And and I think they found out that he wasn't healthy or healthy enough, and they decided to move on. But he's got that rare combination of size, speed, arm strength, running ability. And with the right coach, right situation, maybe we get a chance to see Cam Newton be the Cam Newton that we saw when he entered the NFL. I don't know as far as landing spots because we had Adam Schefter on yesterday, and he doesn't know. Now, we can speculate I think most of us think the Patriots will somehow end up with Cam Newton because that's Belichickian. But could he go to Jacksonville? That was my suggestion. Uh, Is there another team that would bring him in? And also it's a delicate balance of bringing in somebody like Cam, big personality, and can I bring in a quarterback, a former MVP, who's willing to go, I'll accept the backup role. And I think that'll be the delicate balance of where he ends up. It feels like Jameis Winston knows, hey, I got to go back in and figure this out. I am a backup quarterback for the time being. Andy Dalton's another tricky situation. You know, does he go in and say, all right, I get it. I'm a backup quarterback. It's really hard if you're doing this for 
five, seven, eight years where you're the starter and all of a sudden you go in and you go, I'm better than this guy. That's the situation that Nick Foles is in with Chicago. He knows he's better than Mitchell Trubisky and will probably get that job. But you have, you know, that backup, you know, Jacoby Brissett backing up Phillip Rivers. In his mind, Jacoby Brissett probably thinks I'm better than Phillip Rivers. But Phillip Rivers is in for a one-year deal. Uh, if you're Dallas, do you bring in Jameis Winston? That was my suggestion. It gives you a little insurance with Dak Prescott, but also you get somebody who pushes Dak a little bit. Make him better. Continue. And you, we've seen all of these teams where somehow, some way, at some time, they have to go to their backup quarterback. New Orleans went to Teddy Bridgewater, and he won five games. And Teddy got a starting job in Carolina. Jacksonville sold on Gardner Minshew. There's four quarterbacks who are going to be selected in the first round. If Tua gets drafted, whoever drafts Tua should redshirt him. If that's Miami, then Ryan Fitzpatrick is uh, going to be your starting quarterback there. And I get that, and that's the right call. If uh, the Chargers take Justin Herbert, he's not ready to start right now. You got Tyrod Taylor, I'm fine with that. Jordan Love is not ready to start. What if New England would take him late in the first round? I certainly understand that. And then you got you got Joe Burrow, who is going to go number one, and he's going to be expected to play right away. We'll come up with a poll question here, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to the great audience watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. This program is brought to you by True Car. Before you buy a car, sell a car, make sure you check out True Car. Build the car that you want. Compare models by options from discovery to pricing to reviews. Get everything you need with the new True Car. Tom Brady introduced to the media in Tampa and nationally yesterday. Now, it was a conference call, and Tom was asked why he chose Tampa Bay. There are a lot of things that really were, um, you know, intriguing to me about the organization and, you know, the players and the coaches and, you know, the willingness of everyone to try to, you know, accomplish what the goal of playing football is, which is to win. You know, I'm going to try to do everything I can in my position and what I'm responsible for to make that happen. And, you know, I've got to trust that everyone else is doing the exact same thing. So in that part, it's, it's no different from, you know, what I've, what I've experienced, uh, you know, for 20 years in my own role. Brady also talked about when he decided to leave the Patriots. It was really, you know, the night that I had stopped by and spoke with Mr. Kraft and asked if I could come over and see him. And, uh, and we spoke and we had a great conversation, you know, and I just wanted to express, um, you know, the, what he's meant to me in my life. And, and, uh, and we spoke with Coach Belichick at the same time. We were at different locations, so we talked to him. And it was a great conversation and, um, and got, got a chance to talk to Jonathan Kraft as well. And, you know, all three of those guys have been uh, involved in uh, so many important decisions in my life, but career-related, personal-related. Yeah, I don't know if he decided that night when he went to see Mr. Kraft or it was already decided. My gut feeling is, and I, I only heard this from one source who said, that Tom knew that he was going in to say goodbye to Mr. Kraft that he, he owed it to him, and he wanted to say it face-to-face -face with him. Couldn't do that with Bill Belichick. Went in, did the right thing, but in his mind, and that's why some of the members of the media in New England, I, I thought, were blind to this, that, no, Tom doesn't know where he's going. No, Tom knew where he was going because he went in there and was able to confidently walk out of there knowing where he was going. And whether it was going to be 
anytime soon that he was going to announce it. My gut feeling, and from what I was told, is Tom already knew where he was going when he went in to see you know, Robert Kraft. You know, maybe that's semantics. Maybe it's minutia. Maybe nobody cares. You're not going to hear anything from Brady personally about this. You'll hear from people who speak to people in Brady's camp, and then maybe we get some spin on this. You're probably not going to hear much on the side from Bill Belichick. You'll hear it from Robert Kraft because Robert Kraft is spinning this that, hey, I love Tommy, wanted to keep Tommy. He's like a son to me. But um, you know what? We decided what's best for him, and we certainly understand that. And thank you for the memories. That's the spin uh, he's going to have and has had. Belichick doesn't care. Belichick put out the nice little, you know, PR move, and he's, he's moving on. He's, you know, his next press conference, when he's asked about this, uh, we're moving on to Jared Stidham. He wants to talk about the players who are on the team. He's not going to be there going, yeah, let's take a trip down memory lane with Tom Brady. He's moved on, so is Brady. The people around them might have something to say about this. And I, I'm still curious about it because I do think there was bad blood. I don't think he enjoyed playing with the Patriots, even though they were winning. He had already established his legacy. Greatest quarterback of all time in the conversation, greatest player of all time, and nothing in New England was going to enhance that. If you go to Tampa and now you do something where you take him to the playoffs, you have a really good year, Maybe you take him deep into the playoffs. That seems to, like we expect Belichick to do well. I don't know if people are expecting Brady to do well with Tampa Bay. With Belichick, well, it's Belichick and the Patriots there. With Tom going to Tampa, I think if I said to you they're going to win 10 and lose in the opening round, you'd probably say that's a pretty successful season. I'm curious about picking Bruce Arians because of the offense. This is something that Bruce Arians does. Bruce Arians likes to throw the football down the field. Now, that didn't play to Jameis Winston's strength, even though he's got a great arm, he's got a lot of talent, but he made mistakes. And those mistakes get magnified, amplified, the further down the field you throw the football. Brady and Jameis Winston, this is the distribution of passes by yards downfield. Last year, behind the line of scrimmage, Brady, 25 of his, 25% of his passes were behind the line of scrimmage. 50% were between 1 and 10 yards. So 75% of his passes were 10 yards or less. Jameis Winston had 60% of his passes. He got in trouble with the 11 to 20 uh, yards. That's where 26% of Jameis Winston's passes were thrown. So 75% of Brady's throws were within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Third highest percentage in the NFL. Jameis Winston, 60%. That was the lowest in the NFL. Bruce Arians likes to throw the ball down the field. For instance, when he was with the Steelers, they were first in the league in passes or average yards downfield per attempt. First. With the Colts when he was there, first. With the Cardinals, second. The Buccaneers last year, first. They're going to throw the ball down the field. Now, Brady is obviously better than Jameis Winston, uh, smarter quarterback, a more accurate quarterback. Does Bruce Arians change that philosophy? Because it felt like Brady was, that was their running game, was their short passing game. But I'm curious about Bruce Arians' offense, and I'm going to ask him about that when he joins us. Do you change your philosophy at all with Brady there, playing to his strengths? But he'll uh, join us coming up. McLevin, you got a poll question for me this morning.
Yeah, I have a couple of Cam Newton options. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you two teams and give you different choices. If you're the Jaguars, do you want to go with Gardner Minshew and hope he's good? Go with Gardner Minshew and hope he's bad and get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields next year? Or take a risk and go with Cam Newton? I don't know what Jacksonville's doing. And if you said that they're going to be a team that is going to be tanking for Trevor, I get it. If I'm Jacksonville, I need something there. And that would make a lot. If you're looking at placing him, if you're the NFL and you want to place Trevor Lawrence, where would you want to place him? Jacksonville, I need to help out that franchise. Plus, if I take Trevor overseas and play some games in London, you know, he's a draw. That makes a lot of sense. If I wanted to place somebody with Trevor Lawrence, it would be Jacksonville. What other poll questions, McLovin? Okay, same question for the Chargers. Would you rather go with Tyrod Taylor and a draft pick or go with Tyrod Taylor and Cam Newton? I think you need both because of Cam's health. Well, Tyrod Taylor is a Band-Aid, and he's going to know that. And he knows that the Chargers are going to draft a quarterback. If I go Tyrod Taylor and Cam Newton, I don't think that works out because Cam and his mind's going to go in. If Cam is healthy, he's going to – at some point he's going to say, I'm healthy – if Tyrod Taylor struggles, like that to me feels like that could that could detonate. So, no, I would do Tyrod Taylor, and I'd go Justin Herbert, and then I'd try to build off that rookie uh, quarterback salary. What else, McLeod? Okay. Uh, off of Adam Schefter yesterday, uh, would you postpone the NFL draft if you were the NFL because teams are saying they're at a competitive disadvantage? Yeah, I get this. Uh, Andrew Brandt, smart guy says, uh, as with free agency, NFL seems determined to power through the draft on scheduled dates, despite pushback from decision makers, in parentheses, general managers, without an event to stage, draft timing seems flexible. Why not push the date? Well, that's the key in what Andrew pointed out. It is an event. This, this, is, this is a TV show that the NFL wants to put on here. And can you do your job? And I want to ask Bruce Arians that as well. How difficult is this if you're not around these players? You're not able to go to pro days. You know, your scouts aren't able to go out. Like It feels like you're, you're kind of handcuffing some of these people that their job is, their jobs depend on who you're drafting and are you allow, allowing them to do their due diligence here. That's the only reason why I would stop the draft. If you want to do it, teleconference, you want to do it, uh, you know, where you're Skyping, whatever technology you have, I get it. And you're still going to get a big number, probably a bigger number because of this, because there's no other sports on TV. But if you don't allow these scouts, these GMs, these coaches, and these players to showcase their talents, then I would push that draft. What else? Okay. Uh, if you're Bruce Arians, when you find out you have Tom Brady, is part of you nervous? I was going to ask, are you more excited or nervous? But is the expectation a negative thing in for a coach getting Tom Brady? Well, I think you got to be pretty excited. I wouldn't be nervous after having Jameis Winston because because now I know at least I have a guy who will take care of the football. That That's like that's your first goal. Like you want to make sure that guy doesn't lose games. He doesn't beat himself here. And that's what you had with Jameis Winston. Bruce Arians had to go into every game going, I have no – he could throw for five. He could get picked off. Uh, for five. Like, I, I don't know. With Brady, now you move on to something else with the offense, or maybe it's something with the defense. You're not worried about that. Nervous? No. I don't think we're going to go Bruce Arians, oh, you couldn't win with Tom Brady. They're going to win. The question is, how much are they going to win? Yeah, McLovin. 
But didn't you say that Jameis Winston could do some things uh, long ball-wise that Tom Brady can't do? I want to see see if Brady has somebody who can get open 10 yards down the field. Because part of the reason why he had all those dump-off passes is you had a banged-up offensive line, and you didn't have anybody who stretched the field. I mean, they were waiting for Nikhil Harry to be that star. There's no Gronk there. Edelman is 33, coming off an injury. Like, now you got guys who can make plays. Two good tight ends, two good wide receivers. Now he's got options. He might even go, mm, that guy's open, but that guy's really open. That'd be something that would be rare for Tom in the last few years. Yeah, Paul. We have Bruce Arians coming up. How do you think he was informed that Tom Brady was interested or had decided? Do you think Tom calls them people, middlemen, the GM? How, how do you think that works? I don't know if... Tom recruited Arians or Arians recruited Tom, but I'm going to ask him about that coming up. Matt in Detroit joins us. Hey, Matt, what do you have for me today? Dan, come on, man. What? These Buccaneers receivers are so good. Chris Godwin is probably the best route runner. Wait, wait, wait. wait where, why why are you, am I so-called Danny Downer? How did I besmirch them? <laughs> I got him going to the playoffs, Matt. Well... Here's the thing. I don't think Tom is going to put up the kind of numbers that people are expecting because their defense is actually really, really good. So I think you're going to see a lot of dump-offs like he had to James White in New England, stuff like that. You know, it's Bruce Arians, man. They're not going to go, you know, it's not going to be like the big plays down the field. Wait, wait, wait. That's what Bruce Arians does, Matt. I'm confused here. I'm on your side with the Buccaneers being good. Okay. I, I, I think I think the defense – wait, where have you been, Matt? I've been saying this defense was a top-five defense at the end of the year. You've got to get their offensive line shored up. But you do have talent there. And you got Bruce Arians, and Tom's not going to make mistakes. And he might have guys that are actually open when he throws. But I appreciate your phone call. That's Matt in Detroit. I don't know if he's all in as a Buccaneer fan, but how did he misconstrue where my loyalty was? Yes, McLovin. Yeah, a week ago, before Brady, you said they're going to the playoffs. You, you yes. didn't even need Brady. No. Teddy Bridgewater is taking them to the playoffs. Yes, Seton O'Connor. Not even forget about a week ago, just 60 seconds before that guy was on air, you were talking about how <laughs> what a luxury it was Tom Brady finally had all these weapons. I think Matt may have been uh, into his cups or something. Mm. I am Mr. Buccaneer. We got new Buccaneer. We got Tom Brady T-shirts. Go to the website. Tampa Bay. I, I signed off on these. I said, send them. Print them. Let's go. Let's get those T-shirts out there. All in. Yeah, yes, McLovin. Are you going to show up in September wearing an eye patch? Is this I how might, all in you are? I might. I might. First game, I'm wearing the eye patch. I'm the eye patch guy, Dan. Yeah. yeah. yeah Come on, that's bit. my bit. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. called it Yeah. a long time ago. Yes, Ritzy. So can we get you on record? Are we saying 10-6 and six and a bow out in the first round? Where are I'm we going saying the they're ball? making the playoffs. If all goes well, they're going to be 10-6. and six. They're going to 10 and – oh, that's right. We don't have the extra game yet. Then they would be 11-6. and six. But 10-6, uh, and, six and uh, they're, they're going to be in the opening round of the playoffs. And depending on the matchup, we'll see. I'm all in on the Buccaneers. And I said to you, anybody want to join me, eye patches for everybody and uh, Tampa Bay T-shirts. If you're with me, go buck yourself. Oh, oh. Who's with me? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Got a little fired up there. All right. Got to take a break here. Take a break. Bruce Arians will join us coming up.
I'll ask him a few things about uh, that offense. And did Tom recruit the Buccaneers or vice versa? 20 after the hour, just getting started here on this Wednesday. Dan and the Dan at Stan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Everyone knows that finding qualified candidates when you're hiring is a very difficult job. But I'll tell you right now, ZipRecruiter makes it a lot easier. Let's talk about Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow her education tech company. But then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you too can sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. With results like that, it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter is definitely the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. Again, if you want to hire smart, qualified people, you have to go to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. Make sure you check out all the gear we have, danpatrick.com. We're doing some spring cleaning. You guys have taken advantage of this. I'm glad. $10 T-shirts, $15 baseball caps, some items up to 65% off, plus free shipping when you spend $50 or more. Tampa fans, got some new T-shirts for you as well. Alabama fans, get ready. We got a great one for you coming up. (laughs) At least I'm going to see if we can do it. We talked about it. Prior to the show, go to danpatrick.com and check him out. He's the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My Buccaneers, Bruce Arians, on the show. Anything new in Tampa to talk about, Bruce? Not much, Dan. Not much. Uh, things are kind of quiet. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, uh, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. How uh, how did you take yesterday's press conference? How, what, what what did you take away from Brady? <laughs> it's hard. You know, it's probably the first one for me where everybody's on telephones and there's nobody. You can't answer questions to face to face, so it's kind of really weird. But uh, yeah, Tom is Tom. You know, he was uh, about right to the point and uh, just like he always is. When did you know he was interested? Really, just that night. You know, that that, that late night phone call, and uh, I felt the excitement in his voice and say, "Damn, we got a shot." Wait, but how's that work? Does it does it come up with uh, a, a number that's you know private number? Does it come up TB twelve? Yeah, it was we were hooked up through his agent, and, okay. Uh, okay. You know, so everybody's number stayed safe. So this was like a week and a half ago when you guys first made contact. Yeah, I think it was last Wednesday night around six thirty. Because I was sometime in the evening. I was wondering if he recruited you or you recruited him. Like, did you get a feeling at some point? Wait a minute, he's selling himself to us. Yeah, I really did. Uh, I really did. And that that's probably what shocked me the most and got me the most excited. Um, and uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great conversation about a lot of different things and uh, you know, a different change in his life at, at, you know, after twenty years and uh, moving his family to a great town and uh, all those things. Is he moving the family to Tampa? Yes. 
Are you going to help? Do you have a guest house for him? How's this working out here? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no guest house for me. I, I think uh, they'll, they'll, have a, they'll have plenty of options, but uh, there's some really good properties and uh, to, to settle the family in. How nervous are you to have Brady as your quarterback? Really not at all. It's, it's very relieving. Um, you know, somebody that I know is going to grind it out harder than, you know, probably anybody I've had since Peyton. Uh, ben grinded. I mean, just the great ones just grind it out, and you know they're going to be prepared on Sunday. And uh, you know, and then not that Jameis didn't grind it out; he he worked his tail off. Uh, but to have a guy that steps in the huddle, and everybody just goes, "Whoop!" Stand at attention. Let's roll. <laughs> I was also wondering about your offensive philosophy. You love to throw the ball down the field. Uh, no matter where you've been, you're usually first or second in uh, average yards per attempt. Will that continue with Brady? Well, yeah, I think, you know, Tom put it probably the best. He's going to throw it to the guy that's open. Uh, <laughs> if the guy that's got his, that the deep guy's open, we kind of look down there first on a lot of things when we get the right matchups. But we probably run the short control passing game as much as anybody in the league, uh, especially out of empty sets, and always have. It's a staple of what we do. And then just, hey, we're going we're gonna to run the ball, take those deep shots when we can. Back in February, you were quoted on NFL Network as saying, quote, the Bucks had a plan at quarterback. Was that plan different in February than it is today? No, it was just take everybody that we think might even hit the market, grade their entire year's work, some even into last year, uh, and let's get a list of who we think would improve us over Jameis. And we really went through about eight guys and came up with two. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is the backup plan? Yes. It's a good plan to have there, Bruce. Yeah, well, it was it was amazing to think that those quarterbacks would all hit the market this year. Uh, but we were more than ready to, to, to try to work and fix Jameis. Do you like being known as the quarterback whisperer? <laughs> no, that was my old football coach, Jimmy Sharp. When we started writing that book, he came up with the title, and I couldn't say no to him. <laughs> Wait, so you you do like you don't shy away from it, but you don't have business no, cards that or you don't introduce yourself as no. a quarterback whisper. No, not at all. It, uh, I've been very very blessed to have been around some really really good ones in my career. Well, you coach Peyton, Ben, Carson Palmer, Tom. What what's the common? trait that you look for in these quarterbacks or you, know, you find a guy a guy that gets left out in the life of the hell of a player was Tim Couch. And then he just got broken up. Um Andrew Luck I mean they all they all whatever they're playing, they're gonna win. I don't care if it's dominoes, tiddlywinks, shooting pool, playing golf, they're gonna win. And if you're their partner, you better play your ass off. But I worry about these younger quarterbacks when they come into the league, Bruce, where, you know, Peyton struggled. Uh, Tony Dungy was on the show uh, recently, and he said, look, look at Peyton's numbers first five years and look at Jameis Winston. They struggle. We don't have the patience anymore, and it feels like if it's Blake Bortles, if it's Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Ryan Tannehill, it's going to be Jameis. Like, you almost you have to fail before you succeed, and the question is, you know, can you still stay in that same you know, city with that same team, or do we move on? Like, it feels like you got two years, maybe three at the most, to prove yourself. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's always been that way. The thing with Peyton is the numbers 
didn't equate to the winning. When you're winning, the numbers, no, who cares? You know, it goes three and 13 and then 13 and three. So it was like, hey, that's good enough to win. But what happened was we got a damn defense, you know, the second year. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, 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 one guy, the one guy never got credit for that turnaround was Cornelius Bennett. And it's kind of like Tom. When Cornelius Bennett came into our locker room in Indy, yeah. everything changed. Hey, he was a great player. Actually, an underrated player when you think about it, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how do you work with Brady since you can't be, you know, like, how do you work remotely? Yeah, it's going to have to be creative. You know, the, the beautiful thing of technology now, um, being able to have everything on computers, and uh, he's still like me, a computer for him is a, a playbook and a pencil. Um, so getting him all the information, he's so smart. Uh, it'll be easy for him to digest it, um, equate it, um, you know, talk a lot of collaborate over the phone, um, maybe even video conferencing, just to so we're face to face, but just to so get his ideas, our ideas, mesh them all together. Well, that's why I was wondering whose philosophy are you adapting more to him or vice versa? Probably vice versa. You know, it's a lot easier for a really smart guy to learn something new than 20 other average learners to learn something else. They know the offense. Those other guys know the offense. Um, and it's a lot easier for Tom just to switch some verbiage. Should we have the draft? Can you can you do your job? Can your scouts do their jobs? Your GM do his job? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, you know, the, the only thing we're missing are the visits, getting some guys on the board. Um, but even then, you, you can you can still call guys, get that information. Um, FaceTime them and put them on a blackboard and ask them questions. So you can get all the information. You just got to work harder. What are we going to do with the uniforms? Man, I can't wait to see them. Well, give me yeah, an idea because I, I I didn't like the I didn't like the, the ones you had last year. I mean, I can we go back to the classic seventies? I yeah, you know, I think once the helmet rule changes uh, next year. We might have some creamsicles and some throwbacks, which I think are the best uniforms in the league. Uh, but we're, we're, I think the new ones are going to be really, really sharp, more classical. Yeah, but I can't worry. Wait, can't I, wait to see him. I, I just worry about how Brady looks in this. This is really all about Brady. <laughs> and I, I just think the creamsicle, it just feel you know, Giselle likes the creamsicle. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's just going to vary. You have to wait a year. Now, why do we have to wait a year with the helmets? I think next year that, that you can have two different helmets, um, you know, with a safety thing. I, okay. I, I don't know how the same damn helmet, one's white, one's pewter. <laughs> you got a lot of good problems there, Bruce. Got a lot of good problems. If I would have told you a couple of years ago when you were retired, hey, by the way, you're coming back, you're going to coach Tom Brady. You would have said what? <laughs> what? What are you smoking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's going to be fun. My Buccaneers, we're going to the playoffs, Bruce. Yes, indeed, brother. Yeah. Yes, indeed. All right. Hey, good to talk to you. Thank you again. Thanks, Dan. That's uh, Bruce Arians. He's in a good mood, rightfully so. What are you smoking, and can you get me some? <laughs> That's the Bucks' new motto. Hashtag Tommy. Can you check on Zillow? We do this sometimes where we check on real estate. Maybe we check there for Tom Brady. Like the, like the nicest house in Tampa? Yeah. Like what's available? Whole place. Yeah. Maybe there's a place next to uh, 
Jeter. St. Jetersburg. Probably a good neighborhood, Jeets. Yeah. Well, I think Jeter is the neighborhood. He has seen, his own neighborhood? I think he has a moat. Yeah. Yes, McLovin. Yes, Tommy, McLovin. Oh, Super Bowl's in, in Tampa. Are we staying with Tommy, or what's the deal? No, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I, I'm, I was kind of surprised. Maybe uh, Chris Godwin. We get to stay with him. Yeah, Tommy, I don't, I don't think that'll work out. I mean, we could ask. But uh, I, I didn't know he was moving the family down there, too. I thought that they might move to Miami and that he could commute back and forth. Yes, Paul. The highest price house on the market in Tampa, it's $10,900,000. It's uh, 9,000 square feet. It's gorgeous, right on the water, as you'd expect. But then you can get something in the $5 million range, which for Tom is no big thing. Well, he plans on being there for two years at least. Well, this is kind of a nice one, a brick New england style in mm, Florida. That no, may ease no. the transition. No, he left that behind. He's gone. Yeah, he left that Oh, behind. you want to go full He's Florida. moving on. He's moving on. We're on to contemporary? <laughs> <laughs> We're away, on. From, away from colonial. Yeah. I think Brady was selling himself to the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers went into that call going, okay, we got everything in order. Okay, who's going to speak first? Okay, who's going to bring up that? And then I think they got to the point where Brady was like, hey, this is what I bring. This is what I want to do. Hey, I don't care about my number. The first thing, I think the only thing he asked for is he wanted everybody's phone number on the team. He didn't ask for number 12. He didn't ask for anything because, remember, that was the report. He wanted to have a say in personnel decision. And I was thinking, why would Brady want to be involved in that? Unless you're going, hey, can I have an offensive lineman? Hey, can I get a wide receiver? If I'm Bruce Arians, I would want to ask Tom Brady, hey, what do you think of this guy? Or we're thinking about using a third-round pick on this. What do you think? I mean, I'd at least ask him out of respect. And the fact that he's been with Belichick for 20 years, he's going to be bringing that kind of knowledge to Tampa Bay. You're not just getting Brady. You're getting the archives of the New England Patriots. And you'd be crazy not to at least ask him about that. What do you think we should do? Hey, tell me what kind of tackle you need. Hey, tell me, you know, what kind of lineman do, do, you know, are you comfortable with? Now, what routes do you want your wide receivers? How are you going to use both tight ends? You know, that those are the things that I would just be picking his brain. A couple of phone calls here. David in Nova Scotia. Hey, David, good to have you back. Yeah, bud. Hey. Danny, glad to see you're on the Bucks train. Finally, it only took you about five years. But, hey, we got Tampa in there. I like the new T-shirts, by the way. Um, plan to see you guys in Tampa when the Bucks are are in the Super Bowl there at the uh, at the New Sombrero. So yep. looking forward to drinking some beers with you next February. Wanted to shout out the biggest Bucks fan I know, Brooks Bear, little guy of mine, huge Bucks fan, and uh, just wanted to get your take on where do you think the Bucks need to go in the draft here upcoming to make sure we got the right right squad around. Uh, I I want offensive linemen in there because Tom Tom didn't have a lot of time. In New England, and that's why he would throw those little dump-off passes. If 75% of your passes are 10 yards or less, you know, if you give him time, he's going to need time to find these receivers who are able to stretch the field a little bit. Royal Boy joins us from Iowa. Hey, Royal. Hello, Dan. Uh, Long-time listener, uh, same age demographic as you. Just kind of wanted to roll up a thing with Tom Brady and Joe Montana that I you know, now that he's on a different team, you know, Joe went to Kansas City uh, against extremely tough competition, 
that made it to the title game uh, against John Elway. And I just, I just have so much trouble. I just can't buy that Tom Brady was better than Joe Montana. Uh, what Steve Young did one Super Bowl, that other one for Joe. And I'd just like to uh, listen to what your comments are. I know this has probably been talked through and through, yeah. but we'll see how he does on a different team. Uh, Joe did pretty well, and that Kansas City team wasn't very good then. Yeah. He did a great job. Got him to the AFC title game. They lost to, to John Elway. You know, I I have great admiration for uh, Joe Montana. Became friends with him uh, a few years ago. and I. But I look at what he did and when he did it, and then I'm looking at Brady and what he's doing and how he's done it. It just feels like it's two different leagues. It's two different positions. Uh, because you weren't throwing 30 touchdowns back then. Joe was and he hates hearing it, but he was a game manager. But it, I, to me, I, I, it's the ultimate compliment I can give you, I, in my opinion, my vernacular. And he got upset when McLovin was called out at the Super Bowl as system quarterback. Now, I say that he and Montana said, "Yeah, I, I got uh, four system rings." <laughs> but I, a game manager, does whatever is needed in the moment. You have the ability to do whatever it takes. And some of the great quarterbacks. They manage the game. The guys who don't manage the game, who have a lot of athleticism, a lot of talent, but they're not smart in the moments where you need to be smart. And you can't get by with just athleticism. You have to get by with understanding the game. Brady's a game manager as well. There are certain guys who, who weren't. You know, Brett Favre wasn't a game manager, but he was a unicorn. Fabulous. Fun to watch. You know, Joe Namath could manage a game. When Joe was healthy, he could manage a game. It was, you know, they won the Super Bowl with defense and running the football. He had a couple of big passes. That was it. You know, just what do you do when the game is on the line? What I, Russell Wilson's a game manager. It's the ultimate compliment I can give you. You manage the game. You take what is there. Then you take your shots. We're seeing that with Patrick Mahomes. In college, he was like Brett Favre in the NFL. Just wing it, have fun, throw it around. Maybe you throw it to the right guy. We're going to have to you know, throw for 500 yards. And then you get in, into the NFL, and you can't do that. He takes his chances when he needs to. But there's also this ability to be able to understand the situation you're in and make the right call. Jameis Winston is not a game manager. He's got more talent than Tom Brady does. He's not able to manage a game. And until he does that, he's not going to be a starter in the league. Take a break. Play of the day coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. 
And now, back to the show. Oh, my God. The play, the play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. When he's covered closely, he passes off to teammates. And if their efforts are unsuccessful, he provides the insurance. Alcindor, again, good for two points. It's courtesy of Critical Past. Lou Alcindor's first title at UCLA beat Dayton on this day, 1967. We'll talk to the current Dayton coach, Anthony Grant, coming up in a little bit. UCLA first of their seven consecutive titles. I believe this is supposed to be Penny Lane. Beatles number one on the charts on this day, 1967. Yes, Paul. When you were in, and I don't know what year you were in school. Were you in college when uh, Lou Alcindor, you were in high school when Lou Alcindor was playing? I was in grade school. Oh, so like eighth, ninth grade? Yeah. Was he a household name sports-wise yes. while he was in college at UCLA? Yes. Like as famous as Zion Williamson I knew about was. him in high school at Power Memorial. Oh, he was he would have blown away the coverage that Zion got. I, I'm just trying to compare. They had national news. The, the press conference when he announced that he was going to UCLA and – you know, they had already won the national titles with a smaller lineup with Gail Goodrich, uh, Walt Hazard, and Keith uh, Erickson. And then all of a sudden, John Wooden got uh, Lou Alcindor. Their, the news made was national news when the freshman team beat the varsity, when Lou Alcindor, I believe Lucius Allen and Mike Warren and Lynn Shackelford were there. Then he gets to play, and he wins three consecutive championships. He loses two games. I think he lost to USC in a, a slowdown. Uh, like 44-42, and then he lost uh, that regular season game to Houston in the Astrodome. But Lou Alcindor, the play of the day against my Dayton Flyers. Gentlemen, listen up to Cova's Boots, handmade full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers. Tacova's cuts out the middleman, sells directly to you at amazing prices. Shipping returns, exchanges free and easy. Visit Tacova's, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash D-P, Tacova's Western Goods for new frontiers. I want to go back to something that Bruce Arian said, because – the timing of Tom Brady deciding he wanted to go to Tampa. Now, I said to Bruce, when did you hear from Tom? And he said 6.30 p.m. Eastern a week ago. A week ago today, a week ago tonight, he hears from Brady. And then you realize what happened after that phone call. Tom goes to Robert Kraft's house and says, thank you, but I'm leaving. Tom knew where he was going when he went to Mr. Kraft's house. Just look at the timeline here. He does the phone call. He hears what he wants to hear. He sells them. They sell him. And then he probably says to his wife, I'm going to go over and tell Mr. Kraft personally, I'm going to be leaving. And that's, that's what happened. He did know where he was going when he went to Robert Kraft's house. And then he calls Belichick. They knew he wasn't coming back. They gave him an offer that he could refuse. And he... I, I can't imagine what it must have been like when Tom got off that phone. He hangs up the phone, and he that conversation with his wife, I'd love to know what that was all about. Like, this is when you needed to do Tom versus Time in the reality show. Why is it reality shows are never great when it's real? <laughs> Record the good stuff here. And maybe, maybe he did, but I would love to know when he hung up that phone and said, Honey, we're going to Tampa. They want me. I want them. This is a great situation. And, you know, we can live in Miami. You can live in Miami or we can live in Tampa, whatever it is. We can, I can commute, whatever it is. 
but I, that's where I want to go. I, I, I can't tell you how good I feel about this, but I got to go talk to Mr. Kraft. Do you want me to go with you? No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. All right. Well, while you're out, can you bring something home for dinner? That'd be nice. Can you do something for me? All right. Thank you. All right. No, get out of here. Love you. Love you too. And then you call Belichick after that. And you say, Bill, probably know this, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come back. Uh, I'm going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then all of a sudden it started to leak. And, you know, because you're telling Belichick and Kraft and they're not going to tell anybody, at least not then that night. And then all of a sudden it started to trickle out because somebody in Tampa probably went, hey, don't tell anybody, but it's going to be fun. My Buccaneers. I think I'm going to wear an eye patch every Monday. I'm going to be the Buccaneer. Paulie, call your eye patch guy. Hey, how about can we get Tom Brady eye patches? Orange eye patches. Yes. Anthony Grant, my Flyers head coach, joins us coming up. Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine. Taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of the Under the Radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. 